guys, my name is Raiden and I'll be your host for the Zoe Truth Point podcast. Come along with me as we sit down with various guests to discuss some unpopular and under-talked about topics in our modern churches today. We'll see what the Bible has to say on these topics and why us as followers of Christ should really be talking about them more. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Zoe Truth Point podcast. Today we are going to be talking um, about a uh, another hot topic in the church and really one that... Uh, is a really a hot topic anywhere, whether you're a believer in the church or not, but definitely one that um, I feel like a lot of Christians think is a gray area or is an unclear area in in the in the word, and that's going to be the topic abortion. So today we're just going to kind of dive in, give an intro into this topic, really just to kind of get you thinking, um, see what the word says, really just looking at um, what does the word say on when life starts is a baby in the womb human and then at a later date we will dive into part two and really kind of get into the nitty-gritty of stuff and um, defining more more things but today again just an intro into what should christians stance be on abortion and a lot of times i hear many christians say you know i don't agree with it or you know who am i to tell a woman what to do with her body you know, we're all called to love. It's not my place to, to tell somebody what decisions they can make. It comes down to, you know, even um, how they vote on um, pro-choice or pro-life things. Coming back to, you know, it's like, it's not my place to say whether I agree with it or not. And so today we are just going to talk about um, a recent um, thing that happened in Ohio where um, Ohio voters approved a 57% uh, voting approval of a constitutional amendment that um, ensured access to abortions and reproductive care. And I love they call it reproductive care because there's really nothing reproductive about it. You know, what's reproductive about killing of innocent life? Um, but you know what? That's what they uh, they want to mask it as. And so uh, just because that recently happened this past week, we were going to uh, go ahead and dive into this topic and kind of give an intro into it. But um, with Ohio, I know they currently have an abortion um, law or if they're legally able to have an abortion up to 22 to 24 weeks and their new constitutional amendment goes effective um, December 7th of 2023. So here coming up next month. So I was going to talk about a couple states in the United States. We know everybody has their own um, state laws. And so when I was looking up and kind of studying different states, the um, most basically protective or no restrictive abortion laws was Oregon and how they, uh, yeah, they have no, no restrictions based on gestational age. Um, so I'm going to assume that that means they could have an abortion up to birth. I don't know if they're one of those states that passed being able to have it after birth or not, which is just crazy. But I am thankful that um, here in Oklahoma, we are among the most strict, where we have banned um, abortion completely with very limited um, exceptions. And so I love that our state is very pro, pro-life. pro So I just want to kind of break down a little bit because we're talking about with some of these states, 22 to 24 weeks, and even some later than that. At 22 weeks, what does that look like? For a baby at 22 weeks, that baby would be around one pound. 
They are developing their sense of touch. They're being able to sense feeling. Their sight is becoming more fine-tuned. They can perceive light and dark, and they can hear your voice. Um, you'll notice, you know, after having a baby, that that baby recognizes mom and dad's voice. It recognizes voices that it's familiar with. And so here, even at 22 weeks, it's starting to hear your voice. And so you're thinking it has a sense of touch. It's being able to feel everything. And so if you're talking about how being able to have an abortion up to then, and you're talking about abortion ripping a baby limb to limb, that baby is feeling every single bit of that pain and torture of whatever they're going going through. Now, at even just five and six weeks, when most women, I would assume this is going to be when you're finding out that you're pregnant, unless it's later, but the earliest signs when most women find out that they're pregnant is around the five to six week mark. At five weeks, your organ, their, the baby's organs are already forming. And at six weeks, a doctor could pick up a heartbeat on their Doppler. So even at that early of a stage, they already have organs and a functioning heart and everything developing as a full functioning baby. And so really what we are wanting to establish today again is when does life start and um, what does the Bible have to say about it? And so this isn't uh, should we tell women what to do with their body? Um, they have free will, so I'm staying out of it topic. But no, this as a believer, what does the word say on it? And what should us as believers think or believe on it as well? And and so as we're going to dive into the word and look what it says, again, a lot of people I think, think this as a gray topic because the word abortion is not directly in the word. And we had just previously done um, a podcast talking about obedience and how people are looking for big, bold, do this or don't do that sign in the word. But God is very clear on his stance of life and death. And only 45% of Christians think it should be illegal or um, illegal in most or all circumstances when it comes to abortion. And that was according to an article in January of 2022. And so though it's almost 50%, Um, I'd be curious to know what it is nowadays, 2023, but it is sad that it is such a low number um, because, again, God's word is very clear on it. And so many verses in the Bible um, talk about do not kill, do not murder. The word may not be kill. It may be murder. And, And the most common that I think of is like the Ten Commandments. And so some people may go, that's an Old Testament thing. But you can even look in Matthew 5, 21. Mark 10, 19, Romans 13, 9, those are all New Testament verses, but they're all um, Jesus pointing back to the Bible talks about do not murder, do not kill. And so when does the Bible say life begins? Well, according to the Bible, life begins at conception. And you can read Psalms 139, 13 through verse 16. And it tells us, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven uh, woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So we know secular society teaches us that life does not begin until the infant is born, and even in some uh, to the extreme, that life does not begin until the infant is able to live without the assistance 
of the mother, which we know opens a whole other can of worms, which we might dive into at a later date. So I have with me um, Amber. She's joining me on the podcast today. So I just want to kind of get some of her thoughts on, again, what's the word to talk about when it comes to life and the baby life versus the mother's life? What does that look like? Maybe you have some stats for us. All right. Going to the Jeremiah 1 through 5, it tells us that God knows us before he forms us in the womb. And so that kind of goes along with what you had already said about Psalms 139. 13 through 16 and so which really speaks of God's active role in our creation and formation in the womb and it's also interesting in Exodus 21 uh, verse 22 through 25 that prescribes the same penalty of death for someone who causes the death of a baby in the womb uh, as for someone who commits murder it's the same punishment and so this law and its punishment clearly indicates that God considers a baby in the womb to be just as much human as a full-grown adult. And so, like you said, even though we don't see the word abortion, we do see God's stance, like when we talk about, uh, when, the, when the Bible talks about having their children pass before the fire, you know, of Moloch, um, sacrificing their children, burning their children up. Uh, there was quite a few things that God said was an abomination. And so we can say that, yeah, God doesn't say the word abortion, but there's several things, terms that we use, the Trinity, you know, different things like that that we don't see in the Word. Yeah. But God is definitely very clear on on human life. And so uh, when we go to talk about a, an abortion, uh, really, what is it? It's a deliberate termination of human life while it's still in the womb. And we know that it's life. How do we know that this is life? So, so really just thinking, how do we establish do we go by as believers? We're talking to believers. Again, I'm not talking to the unsaved. I'm talking to those who profess to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. How do we know? Uh, do we go with science or do we go with God? And I would encourage you and implore you that you better go with God. You better go with what, what he says about human life. And we need to stand with God. I don't want to be in opposition to what he's saying. I don't want to stand before him and say, well, the world said, science said that it's not, it's not a baby, but uh, I didn't really look and see what your word says. And so if you're not clear on that, again, we encourage you to get in the word and see what God says about human life. And so we can know that a baby is human, that it's life. We know that it's life because it grows and develops. You know, if it's living, we can look at a plant and know that a plant is alive. I mean, do you, how do you know when to water your plant? You know, if it starts to droop, if it's, you know, or when, or when you're to toss the plant out because it's dead, you, you can see that there's life. Yeah. How much more so a baby in the womb. And so uh, we know that a baby grows and develops. And we know that it's human. Uh, it's not just some... Um, Blob. It's not cells. just yeah, a yeah. clump of cells. It's not just some random mass in a woman's womb. Uh, we know it's human because basic biology teaches us that like produces like. In other words, dogs have dogs. Cats have cats. Humans have humans. Uh, an apple tree produces, the seed of an apple tree produces apples. Mm-hmm. It doesn't produce oranges. And so 
We know that God established this truth in the first chapter of Genesis when he commanded that all living things were to reproduce after their kind. That's Genesis 1.11, uh, also verse 24 and verse 28. And so since the parents are human, human beings, then the unborn life within the mother is also a human being. So when you break that down, basically abortion is the intentional extermination of that unborn human being. And like we said, there's quite a few uh, laws. We have laws. There was laws in the Bible of what would happen if you killed a pregnant woman. We still have laws in our nation. That is, if you, you know, a car accident and you kill the mom and the baby, that's not counted as one person. That's counted as two people. If you murder uh, someone that is pregnant, it's not counted as one person. It's counted as two. And so I think really, what we're hoping to do today is let's, number one, let's get in the word for ourselves and determine what has God said. Let's let his word be the ultimate source of wisdom. And let's determine that is this human or not, because I think it's a lot easier to kill, murder. I can say exterminate, terminate, whatever. Those are kinder words than, than saying murder or to kill. Do that a lot easier if I think I'm just getting rid of like a kidney stone yeah. or something, if we don't value that life in our womb any more than what we value a kidney stone, like let's just pass this out and, and go on with our lives. And so how do we know, uh, you know, we use the term fetus. It, it's so uh, disassociative uh, to think of a fetus. It's, it's human. Yeah. It's a baby. It's life. And so a fetus, uh, is, is a fetus human or is it something else? So we can go back to biology. Uh, biologically speaking, human life begins at conception. You know, this is the true science. This is how science has always been. And now it's magically changed. Yeah, now we know we're changing the science. We know we're changing things that didn't work three years ago. Work, you know, we're supposed to work now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're changing definitions. We're changing gender. We're changing all of these things. But let's go back to basic biology that says human life begins with conception. And so here is your science. When the mother's egg and the father's sperm come together, they combine and create a new string of DNA that is personalized and totally unique. DNA is coded information. It's the blueprint for the new human's growth and development. No more genetic material needs to be added. The zygote in the womb is the human as, as, as human as the mother in whose womb it dwells. The difference between a fetus and any one of us is one of age, location, and level of dependence. When a mother aborts the process of fetal development, she is destroying a unique life. And so all of these, these babies that have been uh, aborted, there was a unique plan. God had a plan for their lives that are being uh, destroyed, and so we know this is a ploy of the enemy to to not only kill um, those who are in the image of God, but also to destroy these moms who have gone through abortions. And so, um, uh, one more scripture that comes to mind is when we talk about Samson in Judges sixteen seventeen. Samson said, "I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb." <clears throat> so here he's talking about a calling in his mother's womb. And so God has a purpose and he has a plan for life. He has a plan for these moms' lives. 
that have had abortions. He has a plan for those babies that are being aborted. And so it's really an attack of the enemy to try and get us to, to not value life, the life that God has given. And I know another push for like the pro-abortion movement is, you know, uh, what if someone was raped or the mother's life is at risk? You know, it's a hard decision to make. You know, what about abortion then? Well, if you look at the statistics, really, it's only about 2% of all abortions make up that type of abortion. And so you're talking 98% of abortions are just, I've made poor decisions and I'm going to purposely choose to end a life. And that is a huge, huge number. And, you know, we're bringing up this today, not only to inform those who maybe have been deceived or just didn't, didn't really know, or maybe didn't fully understand what the word was talking about. But we are also talking to those ladies who are either considering having an abortion, who have had an abortion, um, maybe are dealing with regret or shame or, or any of that. For those you know who have had an abortion, it, that, that sin is no different or no less for, forgivable than the other, other sin. And that through faith in Christ, all sins can be forgiven. And we know that because of John 3.16, Romans 8.1, and Colossians 1.14. And that a woman who has had an abortion, or even a man, because it, it takes two, uh, to create human life, even a man who has an, encouraged an, ab- an abortion or a doctor who has performed an, an abortion, all can be forgiven. And so it's not just for those who, who don't know, but even those who have been involved in some way that um, there is life, there is forgiveness through Christ. And we're just hoping to shed light on God's heart and, and what his word says on, on this topic earlier, just... Um, how moms who, you know, women who are find out that they're pregnant and they want to have children, how right away, I mean, probably at the five or six week mark, when they find out they're having a child, um, they begin to plan. They begin, you know, the baby shower. Yeah. The, what are we going to do for the gender reveal? What names, are we going to do? All the, yeah, all the baby names. And, and uh, yeah, what are we going to call this baby? Because we're, you know, um, speaking into their life. We're planning nurseries and and doing all of this kind of stuff. And then you have the opposite of those who, you know, to them, that baby is living, which is the truth. Um, I think of when you were pregnant with your oldest, how, you know, anytime we would talk, you know, or I'd be speaking, it's like he would, he would move, Mm -hmm. he would hear. And so it's like, don't tell me that he's not alive, that that's not a living being. Or when you hear of these abortions that happen, after after the baby's born, you know, full term. I, I don't know how we can condone that kind of of a murder, you know. And so then you think of you know the moms who the ladies that find themselves pregnant, um, and they don't want the baby, and so now they're they're like it's just a blob. Again, it's just a little kidney stone kind of thing. Yeah. We're just gonna rip this thing out. We're just gonna pass this. And, and many, I think, feel like for a while that that's okay. <clears throat> but I don't know how many ladies we have had to, we've ministered to, that even 20 years after the abortion, like they've gone 20 years uh, thinking everything was fine, and then just one day it hitting them, them seeing a 20-year-old walking down the road and realizing that that's how old their child would be. And so... 
uh, I think one of the big problems besides the murder of, of a baby, besides the, uh, the canceling out a life that somebody, you know, somebody that God had a purpose and a plan for, had a destiny for, a reason, you know, born for just a time as this, uh, even beyond the child, it's the mother. It's the, the deception of the enemy who comes in and says, you know, speaks all kind of lies. You can't handle this. You can't take care of this child on your own. Uh, you can't carry the baby to term and give it up for adoption. That would just be too hard. Uh, you just, just do this and uh, just have an abortion and you can forget about it. And that's kind of uh, what we really see the devil uh, telling these ladies, just kind of like, just, just get it taken care of and you can move on. Well, it's, it's kind of that bait and switch. You know, the enemy thinks, well, this is what you need to do uh, to get this taken care of so you can get on with your life. And then he comes in with the condemnation. Then he comes in with, I can't believe you did that. Or when you, when this woman sees children, um, how she realizes that that would have, could have been her child. Uh, that's the age of her child. Or when she finds out that she can no longer have any more children because she's had an abortion or maybe even several abortions. You know, the day may come that she wants more children and is not able to have children because of that. And so you just think it's more uh, the baby's life is important enough. And so we've got to really uh, get in the word and know that God, God values life. He created life. And so that's important. But the life of these moms is also important and how the enemy uh, really beats people up, start having uh, women with suicidal ideation and all kinds of different things because they're just so guilty and just so condemning. And so that's what I love what you were saying, how everybody can be forgiven. Those who uh, come to Jesus, I think of the, the scripture that says, therefore, uh, there is now no condemna- condemnation uh, for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yeah. You know, uh, the devil has come to condemn, but those of us that are in Christ, that come to Christ, we just need to repent. Uh, if, if you're one of those people that has been mentioned today, uh, just come to the Lord, just repent, ask for his forgiveness, uh, choose to believe the truth of his word, that you are a new creation when you come to him, that you can be restored, uh, that you are forgiven, and and um, just live for the Lord and let him, let him turn that uh, sorrow, uh, that mourning into gladness. Let him turn your life around and uh, and really just be a witness and a light for him. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, whether there's um, women out there that uh, hear this, maybe you've heard this topic and you've shared it with somebody, or, you know, maybe you just randomly found our, our podcast um, today, who knows, but um, maybe you've been on the fence about an abortion. Um, just know that there are clinic, there are ministries out there. There are um, people out there willing to help you get connected with places. Um, pro-life clinics that will help you with resources. There are ministries that would love to help you have supplies. If you're like, this really pricked my heart and I I now know that this is life. And whether you choose to keep the baby for yourself, you know, there are other options. There there is adoption. There are other ways, you know, still preserving this life that God has created. 
but there are people out there that are there to help you and to support you on this process, even if you don't think that you can handle it on your own. Um, I encourage you to reach out somewhere local. You can reach out um, to us you know, if you're in Oklahoma to help get you maybe resources, or maybe you've had an abortion and you're um, dealing with that, that grief or that condemnation. Um, we do have freedom classes to help walk you through and restoring um, that healing process through through Jesus, that you don't have to carry that weight or that burden anymore. And again, if you're the woman, the man, the doctor, whatever phase that you're in, that there is hope and there is restoration. Um, so we hope that this isn't a, a condemning message for your choices or the beliefs that you've had, but that it's an encouragement and to show that um, God's heart and his, his plan and his intention for life and what his word says on it, that he is very pro-life and it starts at conception and just to get your thoughts thinking uh, your thoughts going today and uh, that way you can make informed decisions and um, we uh, may be doing a, another part two to the series to really dive more into we made more of the nitty gritty side of abortion but uh, we just wanted to get the the thoughts rolling again on what is life defining what is life and where does it start so if you need resources, I'm going to reach out to us. You can on um, zoehealingcenter.com. And again, if you're local, um, we have freedom discipleship training classes here. We also have those on Zoom. We would love to be um, a part of that and helping you um, in that healing process afterwards. So we hope this ministered and um, touched some people out there today. We look forward to doing some more of these topics and um, Look forward to having you guys on our next podcast.